Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Baby, baby. Welcome, everybody, to this week's B-Side with Leo Panich. I hope all of you have enjoyed the free episode with Leo that I posted a couple of days ago. I've gotten some really great feedback on this. So the B-Side is going to be kind of like a nice little fireside chat. I talked to Leo about what it means to be a socialist intellectual in today's environment. He has almost 50 years on the socialist left. And not just any socialist left, but he was uh, from a very young age. From the time he was about 22 years old, he went to study with Ralph Miliband at the LSC, one of the founders of neo-Marxian state theory, as many of you will know who have been listening. And he very quickly was rubbing elbows with the likes of Tony Benn, E.P. Thompson, uh, you know, anybody who's anybody, uh, to be honest with you. Perry Anderson. A lot of socialist intellectuals that were active in London at that time in 1969 and thereafter. And he has been a luminary on the left as the editor of the Socialist Register. So this is the teaser version. I'm going to give you five or six minutes of a really interesting portion of this interview with Leo. If you want to get the full hour, head on over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and become a member for $5 or more per month. And you'll get access to this full B-side with Leo Panich. I have a B-side with Nando Vila from a couple of weeks ago. We talk about Catalan secession and soccer. I've got a lot of uh, Patreon subscriber-only content and extended interviews on there already. And I plan to add to that on almost a weekly basis. I just recorded a B-side for my episode next week with Steve Marr on Corporations and the State. You're not going to want to miss that, folks. So head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and subscribe for $5 a month or more. Thanks so much to all of my existing patrons for your support. If you are an existing patron, a member of the Dead Pundit Society, go on over to the Patreon app and listen to the full version. For all of the rest of you, enjoy this little teaser, and I hope that you'll become members of the society as well. Enjoy. What was your particular relationship uh, with 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 Ralph, and uh, in, in in what was the kind of political project that he instilled in you? Do you think that was sort of operative from day one, or are you sort of in? Did you spend the rest of your career sort of outlining that agenda, or mm-hmm. was there a tremendous amount of 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 you know creativity and, and transformation there? Well, you know, it was very exciting being involved uh, and very fortuitous to be involved on the ground floor of this attempt to fill an enormous lacuna in Marxist thought, which Mm -hmm. was an adequate theory of the state, to break away from the economic reductionism of Marxism, uh, its its, uh, uh, preoccupation with theories of economic crisis and breakdown, uh, its uh, economistic interpretation of interimperial rivalry. Uh, you know, it was all ex- very exciting being on the ground floor of the development of a Marxist theory of the state. And others with me, you know, we immediately started trying to read Poulantzas in French, 
which was no easy task, let me tell you. And, and I'm not sure we got nearly as far as we should have until it was public until it was published in English some four or five years later. This would have been his political power and social classes. Social classes, which was published class in, and political power in in 1968. Okay, uh, just months before Miliband, State and Capitalist Society. And there's a footnote in Miliband that says this important book came out just as this one was going to press. Um, so, yeah, I was very excited being involved in that and, and uh, the subsequent debates between Miliband and Poulantzas. And, you know, what was going on intellectually uh, in that sense was something very positive. Students of my era and the elite theorists like C. Wright Mills in the United States really represented this, uh, had done a profound rejection of the kind of mainstream pluralist theory that was the foundation of sociology and political science and, and generally the intellectual consensus about, you know, these societies were democratic, not in the sense that there was equal power, but that, you know, there was everybody had enough power through the panoply of interest groups they were involved in to countervail anybody having too much power. You know, with, with no examination of the capitalist nature of the society, hardly at all. And what, you know, we were engaged in uh, was the development, not just a rejection, a critique of that, uh, which elite theory had already provided, but was a positive alternate theory of how politics worked, how democracy worked in a capitalist society uh, in the advanced capitalist world. Uh, and that was really, you know, very exciting because the sense was we were developing something new. So, you know, intellectually, uh, in many respects, I think a lot of people have often thought, and I maybe rightly thought, uh, that I'm not much of a Marxist because, I you know, I've never put much stress on uh, those aspects of Marxist economic theory uh, that define uh, value narrowly in terms of the labor theory of value, um, and that are preoccupied with the tendency of the rate of profit to fall, etc. Um, uh, you know, I, I think I embraced the notion of Marxism in the sense that I felt that we were developing something better, that we were developing something new, that we were, sure, building on, on, on uh, Marx and even Marxism, uh, but in order to get past what seemed to me its limitations, and seemed, I think, to many of us its limitations. Uh, so that was a very exciting intellectual project. But the, the other side of what was going on, um, I, I think there was a connection between uh, my own past and Miliband's past that was, you know, not quite as intellectual and more oriented to uh, socialist class formation. Um, that is that uh, he, uh, like Thompson and Saville, uh, was already very engaged in trying to create socialist education societies uh, amongst working class people, uh, where they would, you know, try to develop their 
capacities to think about how the society worked, what its contradictions were uh, in the 1960s, etc. And that he had been doing that uh, in the 1960s, you know, before I get to the LSC. And myself, coming out of a strong working-class community, uh, one where, you know, communists and social democrats were elected through the post-war period, uh, with parents who were active, uh, both my mother and father, uh, in uh, working-class union uh, and, and fraternal societies, uh, support societies of various kinds in the community, I was also very oriented uh, not just to, you know, doing the intellectual work, uh, but to engaging in a continuous process of working-class formation and development. Mm -hmm. And I felt very strongly, of course, when I got to Britain, although I had known some of this in Winnipeg, uh, uh, which was a rather unique working-class community, um, you know, that the British working class was closer to socialism than the Canadian in this respect mm -hmm. uh, because of all of the industrial militancy that was going on at that time. Uh, there were a tremendous number of strikes uh, in the old industrial sector, in the new public sector, etc. Uh, that was very exciting. It's what I ended up doing my PhD thesis on. Um, but I was under the impression, because of that militancy, uh, that there was a deeper commitment to socialist ideas, to for socialist development, and there really wasn't. I think that was naive. Mm -hmm. This militancy was primarily economistic militancy. And uh, the union leadership wasn't doing a hell of a lot to turn that into a socialist militancy. Even the communist the shop stewards uh, weren't doing nearly enough in that respect. Um, and, you know, to some extent, the origins of Corbynism, uh, which go back to Tony Benn uh, in, in the 1970s, mm -hmm. the early 1970s and late 1960s in Britain, was precisely about trying to get the Labour Party and the unions to play that kind of role. If you're still listening, you know what to do. Head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and smash that subscribe button for $5 or more a month. Thanks for listening and enjoy. See you all next time.